Brothers and sisters of the barbecue world, Cowboy Kev here welcoming you to another episode of Man Meat Barbecue with your host, Mikey K. Man Meat Barbecue is proudly sponsored by Fire and Smoke Barbecue. If you're looking for a new seasoning, head over to fireandsmokebbq.com. We ship nationwide or pick up a catering menu for those of you in the Chicago area. Also brought to you by Myron Mixon Smokers. If you're a caterer competition or just a backyard cooker, we have the smoker for you. Go check them out at MyronMixonSmokers.com. And now, here is your host, Mikey K. What's up, guys? We are back. Um, we took a little bit of a hiatus, mainly because COVID-19 was driving me up the wall. Um, and having a catering business and pop-up business in the Chicagoland area during this time is not the easiest thing in the world. Um, <clears throat> not the easiest for anyone out there. Guys, we are hanging on, uh, hanging out with John G's Barbecue. It's J O. And there's no H, J-O-N-G-S-B-B-Q on Instagram. Uh, you can find them there. I'm sure that's across all social medias. You can also find them at johngsbarbecue.com. So it's spelled out on the, on the website, but um, for the Instagram, it's just BBQ, mainly because we're all lazy and it's easier on social media to do BBQ. So, uh, <laughs> guys... Thank you so much for coming on the show with us, hanging out with us. Um, for, for to give you guys a little bit of a background, guys, they are they are a barbecue restaurant out in um, North Carolina. So we're we're probably going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the world today, uh, what what um, what we're all doing, and how we're all trying to survive. So, guys, thank you so much for coming to the show or exactly. coming on the show and hanging out with us. Thanks for having us. So how how has these how has this last few months been for you guys? Because if I'm not wrong, North Carolina, you guys aren't quite as shut down as we are, are you guys? We're pretty shut down. Um, I don't know exactly how shut down you guys are, but uh, no indoor dining. Well, um, right now we're still able to have indoor dining. Um, we're hanging on right now at fifty percent capacity, so we'll take it as long as we can get it. Um, it's not looking good though. <laughs> Or it's by the moment, yeah, it's it's coming probably a hundred percent if I had a guess, but who knows? See, but at least it's a little warmer by you guys. A little bit. It it's is. About thirty-three right now. It's probably hilarious to you, right? Hey, it, thirty-three is not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned on the heat, so. Yeah, you know, you know, um, the thing is, like, it gets cold up here, and they're not letting us do indoor dining right now. And they're like, well, just have people do outdoor dining. I'm like, hmm. nobody wants to do outdoor dining in this cold weather. Not to mention, it's like, here's the thing. You get a plate of barbecue. Dude, that shit's cold in like yeah. 44 yeah. seconds when it's that cold outside. You know what I mean? Like, most food to begin with. So yeah. yeah, most food in general. But I'm just saying like, you know, especially for, you know, you do like a platter. You get a couple different things. You got to work your way around them. Well, yeah. it's going to be ice cold. By, by the time you finish your first thing, everything else is ice cold. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sigh was just like total understanding, like being like, uh, yep, that's exactly where we're at. Yep. We buy into that. Now, what have you guys, have you guys done anything to kind of help ease the pain? Have you guys done any pivoting? Um, so we were a food truck previous to owning our restaurant. And so that kind of really helped uh, already have our to-go game ready. Yeah. Um, we first, not to get ahead of questions you'll ask maybe, but when we bought our building and it was under renovation, uh, phase one started in North Carolina, which meant no indoor dining. Okay. So, our kitchen got permitted and we could do um, some pre-orders from our food truck. So it, it just kind of, it was like our food truck just continued in a different way. Now, um, are you guys still running the food truck or are you guys just permanently in the, uh, pretty much, uh, just, just catering at this point. Um, okay. it's parked out, but, uh, yeah, 200 plus people catering jobs. Um, we take it. We'll take it there. Yeah. Nice. Okay. To have mobile. So, yeah. Nice have to have a little bit of a mobile kitchen. 
that kind of moved around a little bit. Exactly. I feel you because that's that's um, it's always nice to you know not have to not have to move tons of stuff when you can just kind of drive the whole thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thought for most venues to, that they're going to have caterers there. Yeah. So, you know, exactly. we've got everything on board, ready to go. Yeah. So what? Obviously, from the food truck to the restaurant, when you guys were kind of getting everything ready, getting everything going, what what would you say is the biggest difference in cooking wise for you now? Uh, and I know that's kind of a hard question because in regular times, it'd probably be a whole different damn answer, but since we're kind of limited capacity, like we're talking about, you, you're probably not still not cooking like you would. Uh, yeah. Space has always been a premium. Um, before the food trailer, we were actually under a 10 by 10 tent <laughs> just to throw that in there. Um, so yeah, space has always been premium for us. If it makes you feel any better, we're still in a 10 by 10 tent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We had some of the best times of our life <laughs> under that tent. It was- uh, yeah. It's rough, but we were supposed to have a tra- we were supposed to have a trailer in May. It was ordered before all this happened, and then wow. it got it got thrown into well COVID, so we're shutting down, we're not doing anything, and then and then it got brought to us that they built everything in the wrong color. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and it's like, oh, you built me a custom trailer. You just didn't listen to the things that I wanted. Yeah, fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> Yikes. So now we're 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 in the rebuilding phase and we're supposed to have ours March first. Nice. Congratulations. But, so we're still like we're still doing pop ups and, and that's kind of what's killing us is we can't do quite as much as what we wanted to do. You know? We're kind of doing your story, we're just a couple steps behind. Thank you. I don't know. We're having a little. <laughs> hey, the internet. The internet's a beautiful place. We still hear you. We're still good. If you can hear me, let's keep going. Yeah, let's okay. go. Let's go. We can hear you. Um. So yeah, but so what would you say is the difference in cooking wise? Cooking not not necessarily the capacity, but like when you're getting ready to prep and you're saying, okay, we're prepping for a Friday. On the food truck, we were going to prep X amount of food. <clears throat> now for this Friday, I'm prepping. Yeah. So I'll honestly, honestly, um, we have been really blessed with the customer base that we have and they sort of, we started, um, with our food truck, we were in the Charlotte area, that Charlotte market and somehow miraculously people liked us enough to a middle of the nowhere town um called peachland and we're about 40 miles east (laughs) of charlotte so just to build on what kelly's saying already um we've actually gained uh i wouldn't say quite exponentially but compared to what we were cooking on the food truck we have definitely grown even during covid um yeah like like, (laughs) I, i know that doesn't make sense and but that's where we're at right now and and we just feel so lucky that we can say that to you. Pretty wild. Now, did did meat prices for you guys go through the roof for a little uh, bit? Going back to those uh, those pop up days, Kelly was talking about. Um, that was about the time brisket hit eight dollars a pound for us. Um, yeah, it was fun, wasn't it? So I really, really liked yeah. those eight dollars a pound days. It was definitely a wash on the brisket. Yeah, uh, it was hard. All of our ingredients for the sides didn't go up. That's yeah. that's the only spot we made money on even pork uh it i think it almost tripled um so yeah that was rough that was definitely the biggest blow we pulled brisket off our menu completely yeah we got known for brisket so i I couldn't do it i mean it's just like i know people are gonna come for the brisket i want to put our best foot forward so i just had to suck it up and you know like pay eight dollars a pound for (laughs) for brisket Oh, dude, it hurts. It hurts. Like, we pulled it off. We pulled off. We pulled brisket off for a little bit. It was only probably, like, a month and a half, though. So it wasn't, like, a super long time. Um, We're actually known for our pork belly burn ends. And so we didn't pull those off the menu. So people kept coming for those. 
but um man it it uh it was rough you know what i mean like the weird thing was belly never moved yeah mm -hmm. belly, <laughs> belly never moved but yet uh brisket moved pork pork shoulder moved chickens didn't chicken moved a little bit but not nothing nothing crazy yeah. The the thing that we're seeing moving right now is our our cheese for our, our uh, for mac and cheese is going crazy. Yes, I feel you on that. It's we use three kinds of cheese in our mac and cheese, and it is like through the roof right now. Yeah, I, what I, happened? Like, what's going on? I have no idea. I don't know. But no clue. so I mean, it's like gloves and to go boxes and all that. They're just yeah, just to throw this in there. I don't know about you and gloves, but uh. Gloves are costing us twenty five cents a glove, so we were going sixty dollars a case. We're at two twenty five right now. Wait, can you find Earth. gloves? Because gloves are like heroin here. Like if yeah. you can find, like people are dealing it in back alleys. They're like, you need some gloves. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. that's literally where we're at in gloves. Um, <clears throat> I can't find gloves to save my life right now. Um, we've tried ordering from a bunch of places, and they're like, yeah, we're on back order. I'm like, yeah. oh, fantastic. Um, I did stock up a little bit when I could, but you know how it is. I mean, you can't stop. I mean, how many boxes of gloves can you really buy? Especially $225 a case. Yeah. yeah. Well, so we were looking at, um, you know, the, the, the shitty gloves, like the sandwich making gloves. Yes. I got some of those. Those are up to 120 a case. What? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Those oh don't gosh. you can't like it's like those aren't even worth getting. No. I'm gonna ship you some gloves from Sam. <laughs> <laughs> like, isn't that insane? It's just yeah. insane what the market is doing because so many people are buying them. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if there's people that just bought it all up just to hoard it. I'm sure. Quite and possible. now now all of us are sitting here going, Well, two twenty a case, that's ridiculous. A pair of gloves. It's almost like you put a pair of gloves on and you're like Please don't break. Like, yeah. I, just, I want these to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I wear extra large and they still bust, so yeah, that's great. Dude, so I normally wear, normally wear larges, and I am squeezing into mediums because that's the last, that's the few last cases that we could find. So we actually did just find uh, Sam's Club. I actually brought theirs back in. The biggest size they have is large, so I'm right there with you, man. So you're squeezing into the larges. Oh. Dude. Oh, sorry. All I could find is large, so that would have to be. Yeah. But what? What do you? You know what I mean? Like we were, we were looking at gloves, and it's like all they have is mediums. I'm like, I'll take I, it. I was like, I might as well buy a couple boxes. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you don't know when you're gonna get gloves at. And I got other friends in like other you know other restaurants that are like, Hey, have have you been able to find gloves? No, no. Have you been able to find gloves? You know, like everyone's just looking for gloves. Who yeah. would have thought that the gloves were going to be the things that we were all going to be looking for? I know. I mean, thankfully, we have, like, a local paper company that uh, we use, and they just rocked it for yeah, us. The they yeah, really have, sure. yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Sandwich-making gloves. Oh, yeah, dude. Sandwich. <laughs> it, they're slippery. I can't, I can't hold yeah. the brisket. Yeah. Correctly, I feel like I'm like. Well, let's try the <laughs> I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Because it's like sliding out of my hands. Oh yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> what do you guys? So, what are you guys cooking on now? Have you uh, changed cookers since the food truck? Yeah, <laughs> I used to cook a lot on a the classic offset uh, 500 propane tank. You know. Um, North Carolina is pretty strict on the health department side of things, um, so we went to a JNR order. Um, those are beautiful yeah. cookers. What's that? Those are beautiful cookers. Actually, I I wasn't convinced. Uh, there's few restaurants I've been to that I just taste the dirty smoke every time I ate on a holer. So I actually flew down to Mesquite right outside of Dallas. Uh, they have a test kitchen in there, and uh, I think we spent two or three days in there just trying to make a fire burn instead of smolder, um, just to get away from that bitter acrid. Yeah, of uh, course. Yeah, that I was used to off of them. But after I got done, I was convinced. Within a week, we purchased one. Uh, super good people. Uh, Keith, yeah. um, hands down, took us around. Super good people. 
um yeah we love it um it's a beast it, uh, it cooks <laughs> and uh, i made it i made it uh like i said where it'll taste like an offset too so i can't tell the difference so even though i still love the offset you know but, you know we all we all have that you know yeah. love in the offset at heart <laughs> yep, nothing like it man there isn't and that i think that's the hard part is it's very difficult to recreate the offset and it's really difficult to recreate that that flavor and um that smoke quality because a lot of them are going off smoldering wood because they can't have a you know raging fire like an offset needs an offset has to have that open flame so that it has that airflow and you're constantly throwing sticks in you're constantly moving shit you're constantly making sure that uh everything's working properly yeah so we, we keep our roller basically wide open the whole time we're feeding it every 30 to 45 minutes very much like the offset um yeah other than the noise from the rotisserie i hardly know the difference anymore <laughs> and i mean the rotisserie is nice because you be, it gives you it gives you the space for the volume it holds a lot of food we want the smaller roller we're still on the 700 but man it's i love it yeah, that that sounds fantastic. Now, um, what was your when when you switched to the oiler? What was your biggest like? Um, what would you say was your your biggest like, not challenge, but your biggest like change in how you cook? Uh, I think my biggest learning curve with the oiler was it cooked so much faster at such a lower temperature. Um, I mean. It, you know, you can't go by thermometer exactly, but I mean, the thermometer on this thing says 200, but yet it's cooking a brisket just as fast, which I personally like a brisket cooked in 10 to 11 hours. Okay. I think that's the ideal time for me. Probably a little bit faster than most people, honestly. What size but briskets? Do, I was going to say a little bit smaller brisket. Okay. Um, they're pre-cooked 10 to 12 pounds. Uh, so yeah, roughly that 10 to 11 hour mark. Um, so yeah, at first I was having briskets done in like eight hours and I'm like, what in the world? Like they were still pretty good, but it just wasn't the texture mouthfeel that I was looking for. And, uh, yeah, once I got it back to that 10, 11 hours, it was spot on. Um, like I said, clean fire, very much like the offset. Do you think it could be because of the insulation that the JNR oiler gives you versus the non-insulated um, you know, propane tank. So you're losing a little bit of that heat where the yeah. JNR oiler is, is pushing it back into the meat. Yeah. I, oh man, I could talk about it all night long. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just the refractory alone. If you build this raging fire and get all that refractory hot, it will carry, you don't, I mean, you wouldn't have to put sticks of wood in it for a while. Like it just, it will cruise. I, I mean, I don't, I don't do it like that, but it will. Like if, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I totally get what you're saying. Man, it's it's definitely well insulated. I was just through the wall here at the restaurant, um, even when I was in the 20s the other night. Um, we came in, fired it up, and once it's a temperature, it, it was cruising. I mean, whereas in the past with the offset, I was putting like moving blankets over them and outside and whatnot, just trying to insulate them. Try, trying to keep that temp there. And that, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. You're, you're burning even more wood, too. Because you're trying to keep that temp and trying to hold <coughs> hold that pit over where yeah. you're like, man, I'm burning a lot of wood. <laughs> Especially without the first uh, foot or two, just getting scorched from such a big fire, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, having to shift everything towards the exhaust side. Yep. Now, what yep. kind of wood are you guys burning over there? Um, I prefer mainly white oak. Um I do like a little pecan, though, just because I like the way it smells more than anything. I've always said that in the past, but honestly, I don't know if I took it out. I'd really be able to tell that big of a difference. But, yeah, definitely white oak. Um, red oak, if it's super well-seasoned. Um, but, yeah, if it's if it's not quite there yet, I think it's pretty accurate kind of taste uh, with the red. So, yeah, white oak, a little bit of pecan, uh, definitely well-seasoned as well. So yeah, we're we're uh, we're an all oak all oak cooker over here. Um, it's just, I mean, it's what we can get, man. You know what I mean? It's like 
some pe some people out here are like, no, I get all cherry, and I'm like, cherry's not like indigenous to our area. Like you are paying double the price because yeah. you want to say you cook over cherry, and it's like, first of all, half you people can't cook well anyway, so you're cooking dirty smoke. So it doesn't right. matter what the hell you're cooking yeah. on. <laughs> Definitely got plenty of oak trees and pine trees, but uh, I settled with the oak trees myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, it is what it is. Yeah. But uh, I think it's awesome that you guys moved from, you know, from a tent to a food truck, to to now a restaurant. Um, the progression is awesome that you're able to do that. Now, yeah. what was the scariest part in that journey? Oh well. No, we have plenty of scares. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We bought. Our restaurant in February of 2020. Yeah, the most recent one. Yeah, so that one right there. Right there. <laughs> yeah, so you get where I'm going with that. Yeah. Uh, March, you know, we we watched COVID unfold on the news, and we had this building that we were, you know. Did you have a small heart attack? Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm living here just watching this nightmare unfold. Like, what's about to happen? You know, I mean, remodeling, just throwing money at this place, not knowing what gonna happen you know yeah. like i mean we had a child i left my corporate job um garen was like a prn at this point which is like as needed in the medical field and he was a nuclear medicine technologist and we were just yeah it was terrifying yeah um no, I get you. but we did it we're here we're doing it so both me and my wife both work in the restaurant industry so uh, you know, I left my job to go full time with, with our company, Fire and Smoke. And um she works she works for a brewery and it's like everything's shutting down, so we're all like, Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I felt like the wheels are moving forward and now they're moving backward a little bit. Um yeah. so you know, I don't think we're out of the woods yet, but hopefully we're you know, educated enough that we can navigate it again if if we do get shut down, you know, no indoor dining and all that stuff. That's uh, you talking about oh. the restaurant industry. That's one kind of funny thing I think about us is neither one of us work in the restaurant industry at all. No. <laughs> so it was just basically, you know, recipes we love. We had, you know, had friends over for parties and like, hey, yeah, let's let's do this, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> we're, hey, uh, we're, some, we're still winging. I was barely a waitress like one <laughs> summer. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. So you're you're just we're winging it. I love it. Um, yeah. Here, here. Now, you said you're known for your brisket. You're from North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're gonna start there. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. We're from Chicago, so I can't I can't give you too much shit. Uh, <clears throat> I get people that are like, we get people that come up to us and they're like, "Where's the pitmaster from?" And I'm like, "What?" They're like, "Where is he from?" And I'm like, "Chicago." Like no 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 I understand that you guys are here now, but like where's he from? And I'm like why? <laughs> they're like he cooks really well. He cooks Texas brisket. And I'm like yeah, yeah he does. And I just pretend it's not me, because <laughs> then it's funnier that way. <laughs> but did you guys have any like? Obviously like I think it's a yes. Carolinas are known for their pork and all that stuff, but people people are. People eat all types of barbecue, and yeah. I you kind of got to educate a little bit, but did you kind of have to educate when you guys were, were serving your brisket? Every day, because um, we, we're typical, you know, we ask fatty and lean. Sometimes people have no clue what I'm talking about. They, you know, they have no clue, so multiple times during the service on Saturday, we're, we're trying to tell people what fatty and lean is, you know. The whole experience at our restaurant is an explanation. We have, it, yeah. and it's well, and because it's different, it's different from what market people know. Style. It's market style, yeah. Super typical. Per, you know, it's per pound. There's not really plates here. Yeah, not having plates just that's a wrench, man. Is is that is that like a wait? What do you guys? What do you mean? There's not a plate. I want the, I want the, you know, so, I want the pork plate. All right, and we get that a lot too because we don't do that. We do. We kind of do. We do everything's a la carte. And people yeah. are like, well, what do you mean it's a la carte? And I'm like, well, it's you, you pick the items that you want, and then you yeah. pay for them at the end. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> if you want one meat and three vegetables or three meats and zero vegetables, do it yeah. your way. Right? Yeah. Have it. 
<clears throat> so yeah, I, I think it's the way to go personally. But, yeah, education. Yeah, lots of education. <laughs> Dude, I we had so we had a girl come up, and she goes, "Can you tell me what's the difference between the brisket and the pork belly burn ends?" Nice. And I go, yeah, one moves and one oinks when it's alive. <laughs> and she's like, what? I'm like, you know, the cow, it moves when it's alive, and which is the brisket. I'm like in the, you know, the pork belly, oinks. And she's like, oh, so they're different animals. I was like, yeah. correct. <laughs> correct, yeah. <laughs> oh, brisket's beef? Yes. Yeah, we had a request for chopped brisket. Or chopped pork brisket one time. That was a good one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That or do you? I don't know if you guys get this. We get it a lot in the uh, in the Chicagoland area. Is um, is are all your meats gluten free? Yes. Yeah. Lot, more than I ever thought people would ask me. That and people are allergic to red pepper. I didn't know that either. And black no, and black pepper. Oh, okay. Really? Okay. I I haven't gotten that one because then you can't eat anything. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> like if you're allergic to black pepper, you literally cannot eat anything on my menu. Yeah. Like my, nothing. There is black pepper in everything from our coleslaw <laughs> all the way up to the last meat that we cook. Like black pepper is in everything. Right here. It's a staple, that's for sure. Now, yeah. how did you guys come up with like your rub recipes and all that in the sense of did you did you guys go commercial at first and then come up with your own, or have you always kind of played around with your own stuff when you were making it? I've only bought one commercial rub yeah. ever, and uh, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't know how to use it. It wasn't that good, <laughs> but um, it was super famous. I'm not gonna say it was or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've just always played with them. We started out super complex. I mean, everything from Seasoning, rubbing, like scoring the fat on brisket, putting it in the fridge overnight, like all this crazy stuff. And now, I mean, we we can do, or I can do whatever blindfolded this. I mean, it's, I'm not going to say we're just strictly salt and pepper, but, you know, maybe four ingredients in our brisket <coughs> rub. You don't want to be like Franklin, who says he puts salt and pepper on everything. And uh, let's be honest, Franklin, <laughs> there's a little I bit don't. more in there. Yeah. Man, all that love or something, at least. <laughs> But, uh, it's delicious, but yeah, yeah we, I can't just do the salt and pepper, man. I don't know. But yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely still not super complicated. Um, yeah, I think there's four ingredients in our brisket rub. So. Our brisket rub's got five just because we have, uh, we had, um, we had chili powder to it. Yep. Or no, I'm sorry. We had cayenne powder to it just so it has a little bit more of a kick. Yep. Just kind of boosts up that heat a little bit more. And a lot of people are like, man, it has a kick. It's good. But it's not yeah. like you know, it's not overpowering, but it has just that right amount. Yeah. Uh, so that's why that's why we got five in ours. But otherwise it's it's pretty pretty simple, you know, it's nothing nothing crazy. But you know, you gotta have some good flavor in there. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of the reason like if you're like me, which I think you kinda are, um, when you go commercial rubs, man, they're filled with a lot of sugar. I was about to say that. They're very that's, sweet. That's salt. I always felt like, or at least the one I had that one time was real salty, so I just thought I over-applied it. You know, you know why? Salt's cheap. That's right. Yeah. Salt and sugar but, are cheap. Yeah. So, like, gonna, they can make a big-ass bottle for super yeah. cheap and sell it to people and make a good markup. And it's like, I'd rather give somebody some good ingredients. Definitely. And just have it stand better. What I thought. You know? Just yeah. make makes for better, makes for better barbecue. I think. Definitely. I always find it really funny. Like, I'm a, I'm in a lot of like barbecue groups and a lot of barbecue forums and all that on the on on Facebook and all the other sites. And it's so funny to me when guys will be like, "Just picked up, you know, a prime brisket." And it's like, okay, <laughs> cool. You cook one prime brisket a week, or yeah. a month, and it's yeah. you know, it's your baby. Okay, cool. But then they're like, I don't want to spend a lot of money on rub. What should I use? Nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay, so you don't want to season the thing that you just spent a lot of money on, that you're yeah. treating like a baby. You know what I mean? Or they'll be like, I don't want to spend a lot of money on, on the cooker that I use. And it's like, uh, okay. Like, kind of backward, but yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. 
why why is it that you like want to spend a lot of money on one thing, and then just everything else just gets shafted? <laughs> right. Yeah. I just don't get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, just randomly throwing us in here though, we could actually get prime brisket cheaper down here for some reason than what we use. Um, it's weird. I, the product I prefer is Choice, actually down here. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, are, are you are you using any brand of choice that you like or no? Uh, so it's a local harvest, which is a branch off of Meyer Natural Foods. Awesome. And pretty much everything is sourced, like from North Carolina, East Coast, up to Pennsylvania, New York. Very cool. Uh, yeah, so somewhat local. Um, now I find that I like cooking like upper two, like upper two thirds choice, better than I like cooking primes. I yep. think I yield better. Yep which is a big thing for me. Um, it's a big thing for anyone that's in this game. Uh, yep. Yield is like, hey, we want more. <laughs> um, more than 50% will take it. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like I yield better on my choice briskets, and I feel like I get a better flavor out of them. Ours, man, I've, I've tried other stuff. You know, I've wanted to do other stuff, and I just keep coming back with the same stuff just because it has so much more of a beefy flavor to it. It does. Um, if it's not broke, don't it's fix it. it. Don't taste like anything. Um, I can't taste smoke anymore. So, or our smoke anymore. Right. So yeah, it just has this bland, nothing flavor going on, and I keep going back to the low harvest. I have this weird thing that I can't smell. Like, I don't smell when I like have smoke on me. Right. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just don't smell it anymore. So yeah. people like I'll walk into place and they're like. Mm, what smells good? And I'm like, that's probably me. <laughs> like, Sounds about right. You know what I mean? Like, I'll have like yeah. a hoodie that I haven't wore, like, you know, that I, w I wear like smoking. And then it'll yeah. just be sitting at the house and I'm like, oh, I just got to run out and grab something. I'll grab it and I'll walk around. And people are like, and I'm like, I, do I smell bad? <laughs> and, then I, and then like people will be like, you smell like, you smell like a campfire. You smell, you know, you smell like smoke. And it's like, yeah, no, I just smell like barbecue, and that's just pretty much what I smell like 24 hours a day now. <laughs> nice to be alive, yeah. In your blood. <laughs> yep. What are you going to do, though? You can't. I mean, nothing you do. Yeah. Just keep going. No. That's right. So what, what would you say was the biggest learning curve on opening the restaurant? Because running a food truck's a little bit different. When you start having that restaurant, I'm guessing you guys don't have service because you're market style. Right, but you still have people that are cleaning up and all that kind of stuff. So you still have those those working cogs in the machine, right? Where right. It, that's a little bit more than just the food truck, because you can only fit so many people in a food truck. <laughs> so we, on our food truck, we had somewhere between four and five people each service. Um, here, I've got basically everybody has the same <coughs> food truck, but we had to add in what we call a floater which is basically like what you said, the person that kind of helps keep the tables clean, keeps everything sanitized, um, all of that. So And the handing out free beer. What do you, oh, uh, yeah, and they go outside <laughs> and they talk to the pe the customers that are waiting in line. They hand out free beer and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it was, like, different but the same, I guess. I think the hardest thing for us was, like, we visited so many um barbecue restaurants just to watch like how they did their market style just to kind of see where we fit in with all of like where that where we would fit in in that you know like okay well I kind of like this from this place and this from this place and you know we did this on the food truck and I want to keep it the same um lots of measuring to make sure our market line was long enough when we were building it um it's just so many logistics that go into making something functional absolutely yeah. it's so, a lot of the stuff that most people don't think about at all you know what i mean you go to you go there you get your food and you walk away you don't realize that somebody sat there and was like okay this is this far from you know right. this next part for a reason carried a tape measure for years yeah, yeah. <laughs> right it's like how long was their slicing table and how deep was, you know, was that and how many warmers did they have behind them and yeah. just, wow, so many things. So, so many things you would have never thought about. No. Like a lady at a wedding uh, we catered last week said to me, 
in my mind, these food fairies just come and they do it and we enjoy it, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that, yeah, we're the food fairies. That's yeah. us. Yeah, like, sure. all of that, you know, we make it look pretty and feel good. And Somebody woke um, up at one in the morning to make your, your, <laughs> your thing happen. Yep. Yeah. Just like Thanksgiving. Spend all the time, 15 minutes eating and it's done, you know? Yeah. Well, oh, so well, good to do it. You know, um, I barely eat our food now, um, and I'm sure you barely eat your food. <coughs> Most people don't get that. Cutting board, you know what? What's going on? You know, like oh. overcook, undercook. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I get made fun of by uh, by my wife. Like, I'll be slicing brisket, and I'll be like, "Oh, it's tightening up on me." And she's like, "How do you tell?" Mm -hmm. I'm like, "I feel it in my knife." Like, it's yep. weird. Like, you feel that, like, you when you pull that slice, you feel whether it's tight or it's not. Just yeah. how that knife goes through. And I think it's it's nothing that you can really show somebody. It's they have to – the repetition has to be there. Like, yeah. you have to slice through so many damn briskets that you're finally like, hey, that one's tightening up on me. Oh, that one's that one's a little overcooked. That's definitely the biggest learning curve of all for me is, I mean, I've always trimmed, smoked uh, on the board. You know, I've got some people helping me trim now. I've got me help. I've got a few people helping me smoke. But man, the cutting board, I can teach my nuclear medicine faster than I can train that. Like it is just so many on the fly decisions. Plus talking to the customer. It's just. It's, you got to be I, saying, you got to be saying, hi, how are you? But knowing exactly where you're cutting, you got to feel it. It's got it. It it, it it's weird. Yeah, it's hard to explain. You know, give me half a pound. You know, had a guy. He switched up the order mid mid order on me, but I ended up with like point six four, and you know, got down the line, and he's like, I didn't want that much. You know, I'm like, ah. I mean, normally <laughs> he would have said, Hey, it's a little bit over. Is that cool? You want me to take yeah. a slice away? Yeah. And it, you know, some he got a little bit distracted because the order had changed and things yeah. happen and it's moving fast here, like a minute per transaction. So you're only human. We're human. <laughs> yeah, to put somebody else in those shoes, man, it's just like holy cow! Like, ugh. he loved the brisket. Everything turned out great. <laughs> yeah, they were happy by the way. But yeah, definitely the hardest part of anything I've done so far is trying to train somebody on the cutting board. We're in the market for a uh, meat slicer. If anybody in the Charlotte area <laughs> I did have had one local barbecue friend reach out and I was talking to him about it and he was just like man if you can get somebody on it you know give them confidence and the speed will come <clears> like that's, man, that's true right, but I'm having a hard time giving them confidence <laughs> you know and the, the other hard thing like what, what you were saying though is with slices you know unfortunately it, it's not it's not like it's a burger right we're not packing eight ounces and saying, here's an eight ounce patty. Right. We're slicing a brisket. And sometimes that half pound doesn't exactly hit. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just you like, can either be a little under. Yeah. Or you could be a little over. We're not yeah. going to, we're not going to hit perfectly. Well, yeah. sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, but I'm saying, you know, like, so people, kinda, people almost kind of have to understand that it, it's not, you know, it's not perfect. Right. right, which takes you back to education. Yeah, I mean, yeah. customers ask for you know, well, let me get what is what is two or three slices. And I'm like, well, is it this far on the point? Is it this far on the flat? Like, sometimes it's two, sometimes it's three, sometimes it's four, depending on how far you are. Yep. And, uh, and then then they want to mix, you know, fatty and lean. It's just like, well, that might be two slices, which in their head, two slices not that much, but it's still half a pound. You know, this is something. <laughs> yeah, this is something we were talking about. Um, is the presentation is so sometimes so difficult because it's like <clears throat> you can get a nice fatty slice and it, it's a good amount of food, but they yeah. look at it and they're like, yeah, but it's only one. It's only one piece. And you're like, yeah, yep. eat it and then come back to me. Yeah. Like, exactly. so like we do, we get really big. Like we try to, I try to find the biggest thick pork bellies that I possibly can for our pork belly burn ends. Yeah. And I do four big cubes. Okay. Yeah. There it, it's, it's a big amount. And people are like, but it's only four. Yeah. <laughs> I go, yeah. But if you eat that and you tell me you're still hungry, I'm like, I'll feed you for free. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's so much fat in it. There's so much like, 
Yeah. yeah. It, it's like just eat what you've, you're given right now and tell me if you're hungry. And it's like almost nobody comes back and is like, oh, my God, I'm starving after that portion. You know, there wasn't enough. Yeah. Goofy as it is, I always think it's like going furniture shopping. You go to this big store and you get this furniture and then you get in your house and your house is a quarter of the size and you're just like, oh my God, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, this, is, this one piece of brisket on this 12 by 12 scale, you know, it's going to fill you up, I promise. Especially if it's fatty too, you know, get that, get that good fat in there. You can't yeah. eat that much of it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it fills you up. Yeah. That's yeah. a good thing about market style though, man. People come in here hungry and they order a lot of food. And, <laughs> yeah. and that's the good, you know. And then they're like, can I get a to-go box? Of course, yeah. Can I get can I get that to go box because uh, my eyes ate more than my stomach could. But that's the best part. Even us, like we yeah. go eat, you know, places. Under hundred fifty dollars worth of food. It's, and like, it's just the two of us. Like, it. why did we do that? But it's the best way. <laughs> <laughs> but barbecue does make good uh, leftovers. We've had several submissions on Instagram several. here lately. You know, uh, grits, uh, brisket, brisket and eggs. cowboy candy, yeah. Brisket and eggs is really good. Um, we don't eat that anymore. <laughs> yeah. So we Our actually one brisket. of one so. of the things that we do is uh, <clears throat> we do barbecue brunch. Nice. So because That's we team we team up with a lot of breweries, we're in and out of breweries all the time doing pop ups. So we were looking for something new to do, so we started doing barbecue brunch. So I was like, how do I incorporate barbecue food into brunch food? So. You know, we were playing around with stuff and biscuits and gravy, right? right? Super good one. So what I do is I take my trimmings from my brisket and I, I render it down and I make my gravy out of that. Nice. And then we take chopped brisket and we put it between the biscuits and then we pour gravy on top of it. So it's your bris biscuits, briskets, and gravy. Dude, people go, go crazy for it, but we only get – we give two biscuits – and, and that, and they're always like, only two biscuits? They end up eating, like, one. Right. And, like, like some don't even finish the first one. And they're like, can we get a to-go box? It's so filling. I'm like, yeah, you have eight ounces of gravy on top of this thing. Dude, you're going to be filled. Like, it's not it's not a little meal. No. Already. Yeah, that sounds good, dude, by the and way. And then we also do smoked chicken and waffles. There you go. I don't know if you guys have, and that's actually one of the other things that we do with our our, our uh, wings. We do smoked wings, <clears throat> and we fry them. So we mm. smoke them, cool them completely, let that smoke really penetrate, give them, you know, hold them overnight, and then uh, then we then we fry them right before the customer gets them. Nice. So you get that smoky and you get that crunchiness. Yeah, it's that's crazy. Cool. That's one thing we refuse to do here is uh, start the fryer up. We have a fryer. I'm just not there yet. I... <laughs> we didn't have we didn't have room or the capacity or whatnot on the food truck, so it's yep. just like you know. So everything we have was already not fried, and I was like, "Well, I'm just not ready." And I think I'd be deep frying everything too. By the way, <laughs> I mean everybody, you know, the hush puppies are a big North Carolina thing. They I are, get it, but we're just not there yet. So you got to try. So, you got to you got to try a smoke fried wing. Oh, we found them. They're good for yeah. sure. There. Yeah, exactly. See, see what you could be doing. <laughs> yeah. All you gotta do is flick that fryer on. <laughs> gotta save things for in the future. Yeah. <laughs> All right. you gotta do is click that button. We just started burning, so. You gotta, you gotta click that button. Yeah. Uh, uh, no. Enough grease off the no. walls in this place because everything was fried. But yeah. Yeah. I our, just can't can't get get, our, get my head into our it. Our restaurant was a restaurant before obviously and they everything a lot was fried ventilation ain't that great makeup air it's an old building it's terrible and uh oh. somewhere in the combination of those two man those grease on everything yeah grease does get everywhere what we do is we air fry ours nice. so it oh. takes a little bit longer but we're not dealing with grease perfect so i could get into that that makes that makes life a little bit easier so we're not we're not necessarily frying them because we're I mean I guess we are but we're not right because yeah. it's an air fryer but you know we always say we we say it's the healthier option too when people are like oh it takes longer and I'm like but it's healthier hey bingo free <laughs> you know we try to, we try to give it a good spin 
Because otherwise, uh, you know, people people yell at you for everything. <laughs> well, we're, nobody yells in the South. Yeah, we're all pretty laid back down here. <laughs> See, we're not. <laughs> we're not in the South. <laughs> like, we... We always joke that it's like, the, you know, Northerners are always kind of in a rush. You guys are, you know, yeah, you guys yeah. are at your own pace. You're good. We're <laughs> <laughs> so we get yelled at. People are like, come on, let's go, let's go. Like, we, we had one lady, like, break down, like, the amount of wings we were giving. She was like, well, how many wings do I get? And I'm like, you get eight? And she's like, so I only get four full wings? Oh my gosh! I was like, if you want to look at it that way, yeah. like I don't know, like I don't know what you want to, how you want to look at it, like, yeah. Mm. Now, did you guys, did you guys have to do any like education with pricing since you're, since you're like <clears throat> going market style versus like platters? Did did people kind of have to understand a little bit more that they're getting a little bit more meat versus like. When you do a platter, usually the meat gets a little bit cut down because the sides get put in. And a lot of people don't realize that they're getting less meat on those platters than they would if they said, hey, I want half a pound of brisket, I want half a pound of pulled pork, I want a, this a mac and cheese, I want coleslaw, I want, you know, whatever else, baked beans. They don't, sometimes they don't realize that they're getting less, less food because the sides tend to, we tend to put a little bit more sides on there when we do platters. Why? Because you can. And then, you yeah. you know, that's where you're making your money. That's where your margins are. Yeah. So, I mean, when we redid our menu for the restaurant, um, all of our plates on the food truck were half a pound plates. We didn't do anything less than half a pound. Um, so that kind of... had its own issues because, obviously, if I was cutting point six. Right. Mad. So we were kind of, I mean, yeah, like that kind of screwed us, I guess, sometimes. But uh, a lot of times. A lot, yeah. <laughs> He's really heavy handed. So I'm sure a lot more than I know. But um, so we, we did a lot of um, research on, you know, I don't know. We priced out how much does it cost to make this? You know, we never had done pints or quarts or anything like that before. <clears throat> We're fine because we had done that, but it's just not black and white when you get to moving up to pints and quarts, you know, that exactly two pints are going to fit into a quart or that four singles are going to fit into that pint. I mean, it's just like there's so many factors, um, but so we did a lot of education on that, just other people's pricing and how much did it cost us and all that. Um, we... The customers have really been great. Like we've had not, we don't really have that many people complain about the pricing. They think it's fair, especially after they eat it and they realize how much food is in that container. Yeah. Is in that single. Um, like our staff, I make sure to tell them, like, I don't want anybody to leave here and think that we cut them short. Like I want that boat to be full. So, I mean, yes and no, because like they can see everything that we're doing. So they can see that they're getting a good quantity of food. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely education. There's education every day because we do different sides and things like that through the week, like every week. So, you know, if the ingredients change, we need to reevaluate the price and, you know, all that boring stuff. So <laughs> that's all the fun stuff that I, at least that I, you know, <coughs> doing what we, I'm on the same end of it as you guys, you know, so it's that, that's the fun stuff with me where it's like, okay, cool. How much are we making money? Or are we not? You right. know, sometimes, it, sometimes yeah. you, you, you look at something and you're like, that should be $6. And then you crank the numbers and you're like, that means I just gave them 50 cents. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like that cost me six fifty to make. Okay. Yeah. We got to make this $8. Like, it just has to be there. Yeah. And yeah. most people don't look at, I mean, they just, they don't look at it that way. They don't look at the labor costs. They don't look at, you know, anything like that. They just say, like. Well, right now, we, you know, we live in that, that world where you can get anything for cheap, you know, but. I think the most classic thing to do in barbecue is, you know, if I can go buy a whole brisket for 
$45, you know, but no problem, dude. 50% of that thing is the angel share, as I call it, you know, I yep. mean, double your price. Now, you know, put part of your mortgage into it and your car that you went to get gas and like all this overhead into it, you know, your light bill, your time, your employee you know, that helped you. Yeah. Whatever it is, you know, just all that up, add it up, man. It's, you know, you're paying somebody for a service and we're just here to provide them with a good enough product. Oh yeah, of course. You know? And we, I mean, we get that a lot of, well, you know, so we'll sell whole briskets. We sell them for about 190 bucks. Oh, Over brisket wow. unsliced. You get it. Here we go. How much yeah. do they weigh? Um, our briskets are, when done cooking, they're probably about 10 pounds. Oh, wow. So yeah. we're cooking we're... 13 to 15 pounders. Nice. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't trim heavy. I'm a little bit lighter on my trimming. But um, that's about, they're probably between 8 to 10 pounds, like, if I if I had to say, to be honest. But it's yeah. like that that's what yeah. we're selling them for, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. they're they're wrapped, here you go. It's all you. You get the whole thing. Yeah. And we'll get people that are like, Well, why is it so expensive? I can go and buy a brisket. like you said, I can go and buy a brisket for forty bucks. Yeah. And I go, No problem. Here's what you right. do, buddy. Yeah, go buy that right. brisket. Now you give me thirteen hours of your time. That's right. Right. Well, thirteen hours of my time costs a lot. Okay. Yeah. A lot more than $190, right? Yeah, doesn't it? So it's like, hey, buddy. Oh, by the way, you also have to give me wood cost. <laughs> and you got to go buy a smoker. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. You got you to buy some seasoning. You yeah. got to do all these things. And then they start to realize, like, hey, man, okay, maybe $190 for, for your brisket isn't, isn't that bad. And it's like, that. I've had one guy ask me, he's like, well, then how do you sell it at $190? I go, because I don't sell one brisket. <laughs> like, I gotta make numerous ones to make money. Right. So, yeah, looking at it from the other side. Yeah. It definitely had to, uh, speaking of things, to, you know, to make the restaurant go around, is uh, we had to up our sauces game because I trim fairly heavy. I can't stand a little pool on a brisket. So, I, I trim that inside of that flat pretty hard. Okay. Um, so, yeah, had to up our sauces game and uh, that kind of. Filled in that margin. Well, and the, yeah, and just the fact that we use the trimmings now from the brisket. Yeah, we, yeah, in multiple ways. So. And mean, our beans. And, you kind of have to, right? Yeah. Definitely. Because we'll, we'll use the trimmings in, a bean, in our beans, um, and you just kind of have to use it in other things. Otherwise, <clears throat> you're basically like, well, there's five bucks, there's three dollars. There, you know, you're you're, you're basically throwing dollars away. Um, yeah, we have roughly thirty to forty pounds of trim a week, um, so, and good meat, not not just fat. <coughs> so definitely, you know, five dollars a pound for that stuff. You, yep. you've got to find a way to use it. Mm -hmm. I was uh I was in Ohio with the guy um with the lovely people from Evelyn May's Barbecue from uh, Texas, and we were talking about trimming briskets, and he's like. You know, we saved all our trimmings once we started, like, really, really going. He's like, and we realized that we had about 250 pounds of trimmings a week. He's like, that we were just throwing away. He's like, and that's when we decided that we were going to start making sausage. <laughs> Man, I, funny thing on our sausage making. I, I attempted sausage and was making something that kind of resembled a Slim Jim. It wasn't good, but <laughs> it was super dried out and just Ooh, tasted like season. So I signed up for the uh, the sausage, creative sausage class at Texas A&M. Yeah. I got down there and started talking to those guys, and they're like, you know, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want to use this brisket trim for sausage. And they were just basically like, probably not the best idea, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, oh. But in talking to all these guys, man, everybody's doing it. So, uh, I mean... I've head. had plenty of good sausage from these guys doing it, you know, might not be ideal and, you know, in the commercial realm of sausage making, but, uh, here and many places that we've ate, it works. I mean, you just, you gotta, gotta, you gotta not throw it away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every once in a while we'll render up the, uh, render some of the fat and make beef tallow. Oh yeah. And sell that. But that's. <laughs> 
wings in that, man. I've done that a few times. That's delicious. That is delicious. It gives it a whole <laughs> different flavor. I made our house smell great for about a week, uh, too. <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> oh, man. It was bad. Smoky. Very. Oh. <laughs> At least she didn't kill you, though. I mean, she still likes you. Somewhere. Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, I thought about it. I, I did. <laughs> Not a doubt. Oh, bad. man. Our kitchen is seen sometimes. That's for sure. But... Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm now, sure your wife feels the same way. Yeah, usually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, now, when you guys, we'll kind of wrap it up with this question. Um, going into the restaurant and all that, you said the health department and, and everything there is kind of crazy. But they do understand barbecue a little bit better than like places up by us. In the sense that I've had health departments ask me, so how long are you going to smoke it for? What temperature are you going to smoke it for? I'm like, well, we cook at 275. And they're like, and what temp do you cook it to? And I'm like, my brisket will be, you know, done around like 201, maybe 203. It just depends. And they're like, oh, that's going to be dry and disgusting, isn't it? Oh, my God. Because <laughs> they, don't, they don't get, you know what I mean? Because they're like, isn't done at like 155? Oh and it's like. God. No, no, it's still going to, it's still going to go. You know what I mean? I had one health department girl go, now is the meat ever raw? I'm like, yeah, before I cook it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we've had some uh, experiences with the health department, but the, the lady that we have right now in the county we're in is phenomenal and we're really lucky to have her. She's been the most understanding of all of them to us. She understands barbecue. Yeah. She's, yes, it's great. Yeah. So See, it's crazy when they don't get it. You, oh, they just yeah. kind of like look at you and they ask you questions and you're like, no, 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 it's going to go here. And they're like, I don't get it. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, oh. I'm like, you're supposed to be educating me, but I'm going to educate you for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It, it, it's insane. Yeah. It's good. But, yeah, so. Yeah, we have 100. Yeah, we have a score of 100. Yeah. There you go. Fantastic, guys. Now, <clears throat> I'd like to end my podcast with this question. If you could go back in time to when you first started and give yourself three tips to help shorten your learning curve, what would those three tips be? Oh, well, mine would be make a list of everything you need for every service. <laughs> that is every- a good one. That's a really good one, actually. Oh, man. Have you got another one? I got to <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there's so uh, many or that I'm overwhelmed with them or I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, I don't know. That's just my... Can you repeat the question? <laughs> yeah. So you got you a little more time to think? Hold on. Yeah, I'm buying time. Here. I will say... No, but I will say the list thing is really good no matter what. Um, even if you're just cooking at home, um, kind of having a list of ingredients even that you want to cook with because I know that there's been times where I I get overwhelmed and I'm doing a bunch of stuff. I'm doing 90 things at once and then I go, shit, I didn't order something. Oh, oh I do that every week. Still, even though I have a list, but it's better than it was. So I'll take it. Like when something doesn't hit that order sheet and then you're like, oh, we got to go to the store. I got to go to Sam's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be right back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think what really started the whole list thing while you're thinking is we were doing a pop-up event and where uh, you had to get a temporary food permit. The health department had to come, you know, yeah, that's always fun. give you a permit and all that. Yep. And um, so we go to make our beans and Garen's like, where's the can opener? And I'm like, oh, oh well, I didn't get that. So <laughs> I'm going to have to run to the store and get a can opener. And I was like, I'm going to have a list from now on. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, that happened. He, he said it a lot nicer than that, but not in a nice way. It was a very stressful time. It was very stressful. Being in the middle of a parking lot in the middle of the night. <laughs> after not working, was open, yeah. after working forty, 40 hours. hours a week. Oh man. So what's your second one? I don't know. Um. Uh. Let's see. <coughs> Advice. Hmm. Um. So another good one that Garen might need to take stock of a little bit is it's okay to ask for help if you need it. 
as long as that's a hard one it is hard it's hard for me too but also like we can't do everything and it's okay to find like really good help even if it's if it's just your friends like our friends still help us here like they're amazing people they love our business they want to see us succeed and some days i'm just like texting them like I just really need your help. Like, I don't, I can't do this. I can't be at three places at once. Is there any way you can, you know, but when we first started, I felt so guilty asking yeah. anybody for help because it's like, well, they didn't want to start a barbecue business. We did, you know, they don't want to have, they didn't have anything to do with the food industry, but I don't know if I could, if I could go back five or six years, I would, I would probably tell myself it's okay to let somebody else in and help you get through this. That's a good one. That's definitely a good one. I don't think I've ever heard that one. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. So I think uh, I think mine's just going to be um, find somebody with experience as a brisket slicer. <laughs> <laughs> sooner. <laughs> start start teaching sooner. Yeah. And I, you know that that's a hard thing too though cuz like I have I have that hard thing where like people are like you're going to eventually have to teach somebody else how to cook the way you cook and it's like Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they can't right now. Yeah, like it's yeah, hard. There, I've got I've got a awesome guy who's picked it up really quick because I mean, when I started cooking brisket, you couldn't just turn on YouTube and see what was going on. You know, like you just had to get out there and just do it. And uh, now I'm like, man, if you only knew, like you've got somebody showing you hands on. Well, he knows. I've already told him if he watches this, but. You know, just showing somebody, giving them hands on, like, here, touch this brisket, probe this brisket, you know. Feel it. That. Feel, feel, it. Yeah, feel what it's supposed to feel like. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, I can't imagine if I just had somebody show me that, you know. But It's kind of crazy how far things have come in that short amount of time, too. Um, I mean, 10 years ago, like, YouTube. Yeah, internet. Like it's just I don't know. All it's in just general. everything just is so different now. So readily available now. You know, people come in the line. They're like, "Oh yeah, I watch Masterclass. I watched all this stuff." You know, I'm like, "Man, how was my Masterclass? <laughs> that was my own Masterclass. <laughs> that was great. Like I didn't have that stuff." But yeah, it's, I agree. It's kind of like a blessing and a curse though at the same time. Because then you get the people that are like, "I watched Masterclass and I know what I'm doing." It's like, sit down. You've yeah. not cooked enough briskets too. It goes back to that, you know. Oh yeah, I could cook one brisket that good too, you know. Yeah. God, God bless them, you know. Like I'm just glad they're out there doing it, you know. I love know. those guys. I really do. Yeah. I mean, I had a guy come up to me. He's like, "What'd you pull your brisket at today?" I'm like, <laughs> "I don't know. It was like 208." Oh yeah, I can tell. No, you fucking can't. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, there's not there's not a person's palate sophisticated in this world to be like, I know what temp you pulled it at. Still don't think I've pulled a brisket at 203 yet, though. I don't no, know I said, where mine was at 208. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Though. Oh, yeah. Just, at perfectly said, 203? No. Like, there's whole Facebook groups, you know, 203 is the magic number or something. I'm like, I, I've never pulled one at 203. Maybe I, if you go really slow, I don't know, going hot and fast, you know, you're obviously going to be. We're a little bit higher. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, maybe it's out there. Maybe it's just that one, you know, when you make hey, one. Was that the, the temp person. changes when you, when you cook. New, numerous briskets. Elevation change? I don't know. Maybe. Every time it reminds me of that. us buying one brisket. Oh, yeah. Funny story. I mean, not to... So I went, you know, special order prime brisket one time back in the day before, you know, it was before all Before we were like a barbecue business. I went to pick it up and they brought the whole case and had the price on there and I'm like freaking out, you know, 500 bucks or whatever it was. You know, I was like, I just wanted one brisket. Yeah. <laughs> Like, no, we special order prime for you. Here you go. I'm like, oh. And you're like, shit, what am I going to do with, like, <laughs> six yeah. briskets? What are we going to do? Yeah. What yeah. am I going to do with 75 pounds of brisket? Right, yeah. Like, no. uncooked. Eight cases on a truck or something. You know, just, <laughs> I'm changed, man. Wow. Yeah, it is crazy when the brisket cases I'm sure we'll laugh at that truck. one day, the fact that we're talking about eight cases, hopefully. Yeah, I hope it's way more than that one day. But. Yeah, exactly. So. But that's kind of, but that, that's how it is. You know, I was I was talking with one of my good friends. He's in the uh, he's in the ice cream business, and he got an order when I was at a store, and like he's like, oh, just put them over there. He's like, that's my hundred and fifty pounds worth of peppermint. 
I'm like, did you ever think you'd ever buy 150 pounds worth of peppermint? And he's like, never in my life did I think I would ever order that much peppermint. I'd probably do it if it was Bluebell. But it, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't. There, there's time, like, we order. Shit, we order, like, we order 100 pounds of black pepper at a time. Yeah. Like, three years ago, I would have never been like, I'll be, I'll be ordering 100 pounds of black pepper at a time. Yeah. That's a lot of black pepper. Yeah, that's it. That is a lot of black we, pepper. So we do we do our own uh we actually do a rub line also attached to us. So nice. so we pack all our own rubs. So we're moving cases of, of, of our rub, so that's where all that black pepper's going. It's not all just going on brisket. Yeah, wow. Because that'd be a lot of black pepper. But yeah. you know, we gotta we gotta move some of the seasoning line. So that's kinda where it's going. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for let, having us. If you can do me one last favor, let everyone know where they can find you guys online, in real life, everything. Instagram, at J-O-N-G-S-B-B-Q. Uh, our website, John G's Barbecue, spelled out, spelled dot out com. Uh, the right way to spell barbecue. Yes, C-G-E. J-O-N. Yeah, no H. G-S. No H. E C U E. Dot com. Dot com. And if you're in Peachland, North Carolina, guys, go see them. Um, are you guys open? You guys are. General. There's only one There's of those in the whole U.S. Now, are you guys open? How many days a week are you guys open? We're open Saturday. Eleven till is sold out. Um, I always laugh. People uh, say we work one day a week, but we cater. We we get our normal two days off a week, maybe. Yeah. But, it's on, so yeah. But Saturdays publicly, um, eleven to sold out, which is around like four. Um, we went as late as five. Come see us. Get there early. Get there hungry, guys. Right. Thank you so much, and uh, we will chat with you guys soon. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs>